The Paunch Stevenson Show, paunchstevenson.com, episode 98, Monday, March 10th, 2008. People who say that they want the war game to make them feel like they're exactly in the middle of a war, <laughs> to make it feel like real combat, like, why don't you just go enlist in the army? Nah. Well, it's funny because uh, the other day I was watching um, uh, G4 Attack of the Show. Yeah. And um, one of the uh, one of the, one of the hosts on there, the hostess, she was trying out some um, vest. And basically with this vet, this is like this first person shooter vest. And it, it I guess it's like a vested, but it simulates when you get shot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, is is it like a like a shock vest? Yeah, I guess so. It shocks. The, yeah, because I player. also. I I just said it simulates like you got shot. What would it do? Shoot, <laughs> like punch punch puncture a hole in your skin? No, there is are some vets vests that just vibrate. Yeah. Like zzz, ooh, I assume look, that's ooh, what it, does. it vibrated. But yeah, I'm wondering it, if it sends an electric shock <laughs> through the person's body. <laughs> oh, man, I don't think so. Oh. Well, it's funny because on that same show, they, they had um, somebody came out with the Halo uh, replica guns. I don't know. You know, if you ever seen the actual what the guns look like in Halo, they're like these giant... They're like two halves of the, uh, I don't know, it looks like they, they took like a, you know, like a fender off of a car and like put it together. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's huge. Yeah. And they sell these things and they make all noises and everything and they're like a hundred and something dollars. Wait, but, but what it, do they do? I don't know. They just make noises. <laughs> they vibrate. What? Oh, they're just toy guns. Of course. They don't shoot lasers. Oh, they could shoot bullets. <laughs> Uh, but in terms of the, the talking, um, I see that you're making fun of uh, people that play racing simulations, which no, uh, wait, it's a wait, little close wait. to home for me. Wait, I wasn't actually making fun. I was asking a legitimate question where I know when I used to work at a video game store, people would come in and some people really liked army games or some people really liked driving simulation games or hunting simulation games or things like that. Mm. And they would always come in and, oh, hey, ha have you gotten this new driving simulation? Oh, it's supposed to be even more realistic than the last one. And the physics are supposed to be more accurate, more like real life. And yeah. and I, I can upgrade the parts on the car. And, and these people would buy these games and play them for hours and hours and hours at home. And drive against other cars and upgrade the parts and buy new wheels and new screws and this and that exhaust which is fine right people are really into cars so i would ju I, I i wonder okay if someone like that like someone like me who just once in a while plays a racing video game i'm not really into cars i don't really know all about them that's, I'm not talking about people like me or that kind of people. I'm talking about the people who are really, really into cars. They love cars. They know about all the parts. 
they play these games for hours, the very realistic games, I figured, wouldn't it be fun for them to take their interest or their hobby even one step further, and instead of every week when they get their paycheck, we oh, here's 60 bucks, I want to buy a new racing game, here's $200, I want to buy the steering wheel attachment for the PlayStation, right? Take that money and go for a weekend or something and, like, take race car driving lessons with an instructor. Uh, Wouldn't that be fun for someone like that? uh, I'm sure that some people have fun with that. Here's the difference. These driving experience, these these driving things Mm -hmm. um, at the tracks cost several hundred dollars. And after you spend hours upon hours going through all kinds of safety stuff and, you know, all this stupid stuff, you finally get in the car and you only get like 10 laps. Yeah. And you're driving a car that is extremely detuned. So yeah. you're not going to go anywhere near, you know, with a real race. And it's not a real race. You're just, it's just an experience. You know, so it's uh, yeah, I know, but it's not the same. It's it's not the same thing. I I agree in terms of again, it goes back to when we were talking about the um, the last ep- was it the last or two episodes ago we were talking about the um, the guy that got divorced because he couldn't stop playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, it's the is ninety seven. All right. Obviously, yes. Yeah, some people definitely take it a little too serious. Um, in terms of the uh, needing to talk, to I mean, if it's it's if it's, I'm just going from the racing simulation perspective. When a lot of people have like leagues, you know, like every Sunday night or something, they'll race in a league against these other people. Same people they're racing against all the time, so they know these guys in a video game. <laughs> yeah, like in like a NASCAR simulation. Yeah. Online, right? Okay. So, you know, they do that. So, yeah, they use the audio to communicate. They use a program in, in particular, they used to, I don't know if they still use it, but they used to use a program called TeamSpeak, you know, with the headphones and mic and all that. The reason that they would do that, especially in a racing game, why that is so much easier is when you're driving, right, you got the steering wheel in front of you, you got the pedals, um, it's not exactly the easiest thing in the world to type. Right. So in order to communicate, there, there's like a lot of shortcut keys, but it's, it's, if you can do that with being able to speak, it's a lot easier to say, you know, oh, you know, if you know somebody's in front of you, oh, I'm coming up on you, let me buy on the inside. It's a lot easier than trying to type it, and while you're typing it, you, you don't, you lose control of the wheel and you crash. And then you get kicked out of the the yeah, but the race, which happened to me. If I'm racing again, let's say if if you and I are racing in an online video game, why would I need to tell you? Oh, hey, let me pass you. Because you, ob- the reason you're saying this is you don't you don't have the knowledge that that is something you have to do in racing. Trust me. What? Tr- trust me. <laughs> what? Take what? it from me. The wait. The, whoever's in the lead has to let the person behind him no, pass. No, no. But when, when uh, a lot of times it happens if you're uh, a lap down, you're not on the leader lap. You're behind. Yeah. The leaders are coming up. You want them to know, hey, I'm going to give you the inside. I'm going to move up, give you the inside. It, just trust me. 
right. It's it makes it a lot easier. Now that, but again, that's like a NASCAR game. To do it on like a, a Gran Turismo or Project Gotham or Need for Speed, you know, games that are like street racing. <laughs> no, there's no reason to be on that. My cousin, when he had Xbox Live a, a few times, um, I used the headset several years ago, and we were trying to play Project Gotham 2 on there, and <laughs> the experience was abysmal, because there was every, there was like 30 other 10-year-old kids screaming at once, cursing. I, I just couldn't take it. But in well, terms, from what I understand, there are a lot of people who play video games who have um, played online games with the voice chat than I have, right? I They have a lot more experience with that than I do. But from what I understand, a lot of people write that, like you said, it's a lot of um, children, it's a lot of teenagers, and adults too, but especially the teenagers and the children, it's it's just non-stop screaming, <laughs> non-stop cursing, death <laughs> threats. Yes! Um, I'm gonna Do- rape you. Yes, Dr. Phil! You're, uh, you're a loser. Yes! Go, go uh, drop dead yeah. and all this stuff, and you're just trying to play a racing game or a baseball game against someone else, and it's... I, I don't see the point in well, that. Well, that, that's why the racing simulation games back in the 90s and... What was that? Uh, something fell. 90s, early 2000s was this group called Papyrus. Uh, they made the NASCAR simulations. I remember when they first came out with... A, maybe it was like NASCAR 4. It was about seven years ago. And I got it. I just gotten a new computer, so I got this game, and I, I go online to play. It was free to play online. I'm going into the into the races, and the big thing about it was in the previous incarnations of the game, um, the multiplayer modes were terrible. <laughs> Why? Just they weren't. They just weren't good at putting all the cars basically on the screen, and everybody had dial-up modems, and it was a real disaster. And originally, with this game, a lot of people had dial-up too, but they had improved the multiplayer engine so much that it was able to, to do a lot more. So I, I go into this, so this is the first time I, you know, first experience I ever had at racing with like 40 other people in the same race. You know, 40 other humans, not just the AI. And good God Almighty. (laughs) (laughs) I could imagine. There first of all, let's say the race was twenty laps. After about the first five laps, if your car was still running, you probably were in the top six or seven positions. (laughs) And like thirty-five of the other guys were destroyed. They were laid in a heap. Cars were blocking the track. There'd be people coming flying around the turn. There'd be a, a literally a pile of cars, of like thirteen cars piled up on each other, like you know <laughs> matchbox cars. Wow! Oh my god, it was a disaster. Why though? Because it was it's people crashing into each other. It was just a ton of people, completely inexperienced, and then there was always like a ton. There was always like three or four, you know, like middle school 
losers who thought it was funny to drive around the course in the opposite direction. <laughs> and smash into everybody, causing a gigantic wreck. It was, <laughs> oh, God. Now, was the service free? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah that, well, but, so that is kind of funny. Yes, I know. It, it was real funny. Welcome to the Paunch Stevenson Show. Basically, what's happened five years ago, ten years ago, most of the PC games were the, you know, there was a heavy online play. You'd buy the game for 40, 40 something dollars, whatever, and then the, the online was free. But now, it's like the opposite. Now you can't get anything for free anymore. You buy the game, and now you have to pay a subscription. Either you have to subscribe to play online. Or you can play online. The whole game is a subscription. Yeah, well, or the game is a subscription, even though people pay for the game already at retail. But (laughs) or um, people buy the game at retail. They can play online for free, but now they have these um, micro transactions. They're called. It's like, oh, hey, you want to? Yeah, you want to upgrade your character's armor? Great, five bucks. What? <laughs> hey, you want to uh, upgrade your tank's yeah. missile launcher? Yeah. Okay, great. Five bucks. <laughs> well, you know, it's the same thing. And So whoever pays the most money gets the strongest characters. Right. Now, again, you look at Xbox Live. <laughs> when that came out for the original Xbox, you paid whatever it was, $10 a month. And any of the games that were on that had multiplayer ability online, you could play for no extra charge besides the $10. If there were additional downloads, you could download them. But now, it's like you go on there, you pay for the subscription, and then you have to buy all these these points. And they're all doing it. Nintendo does it. I, I just, I don't understand this whole point thing where then you buy stuff with the points. And I know uh, a few times uh, Frank from the Overnight Skate, mentioned to uh, to us that you know he said well what you know what's the value of these points you know it's like you're you're buying for the, with these points but it, are you getting like a the true dollar value or are they just ripping you off with that oh you mean using points instead of money right to buy online content right i think you get ripped off with nintendo 100 points is a dollar so if something costs 500 points in reality, I, I'm actually paying five dollars. Well, so how much would like a Nintendo, an original NES game on the the virtual console <laughs> thing? What do those normally cost? Five hundred points. All right, so like five dollars each. Yeah. All right. Man. I think I'll just stick to downloading them for free and on um, <laughs> emulators. But I don't know. So that's my that's our spiel on the whole. Internet gaming deal. Well, this is the Paunch Stevenson Show, episode 98. And we are creeping up on 100. Wow, what... 
what are we gonna do for 100? You haven't. I I think we should do an assortment of every bit that we've done in the past. Um. So that means actually, to- well, for this episode. Our listeners can go to our website, PawnStevenson.com, and in the comments for this episode, all our listeners can leave a comment and tell us what you want to hear us do for the 100th episode. Give us ideas. Let us know. Give us feedback. I'm sure they'll just come rolling in. (laughs) Well, we do get some comments. Esteban, Dennis. Yeah. Some other people. Actually, I forgot to mention this in the last episode, but one of our other listeners, Brian in New Jersey, left a... uh, He wrote a review for the Paunch Stevenson show on the iTunes Music Store. And it was a very good review, so... Thanks, Brian in New Jersey. Excellent. Um, I also forgot to mention in the last episode, uh, this is a bit late, but I wanted to congratulate Dennis, who was Dennis in North Carolina. Now he is Dennis in California Ah. for a few things. One, he moved to California. He got a job there. Two, um, he moved there and got a job there because he uh, graduated graduate school in North Carolina. And three, he got married last year. Uh, and I don't think I ever congratulated him on the air. So congratulations. He had a really nice wedding in New Jersey. And the reception was at the manor. Where is that orange? West Orange. West Orange. It was really nice. And I don't know, maybe I'll go visit him one day or something. I don't know. Just one day, just hop on the someday. Hop on the train out to California. <laughs> well, we still need to get him on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he was going to come on, and then he had all this stuff with school and then oh. the wedding and everything. But we'll get him on one of these days. Oh, you know how episode ninety six. Thing, I don't know, whatever. One of the recent episodes we were talking about uh, Transformers or Michael Bay or something like that. Yeah. Right? And then I posted a blog entry about Michael Bay was... Michael Bay actually wrote the script for the upcoming movie Transformers <laughs> 2 himself. Yeah, I know. So I was thinking, I wanted to ask you this. Which 1980s toy movie is worse? 2007 Transformers or Masters of the Universe? (laughs) Oh, boy. Let me see. They were both disasters. (laughs) Well, if you're going to compare the movie with its toy-slash-cartoon counterpart, then, without question... Um, the Masters of the Universe is worse. <laughs> that had absolutely nothing at all to do with um, the toys or the, the cartoon or anything. Um, what about now, just, just as a movie? Let me put it to this one. 
if it's like a Saturday afternoon or something, I'm sitting around not doing anything. Uh, maybe I just came back from Burger King or something. I'm eating my lunch. And I'm strolling through the guide, and on one channel, there's Masters of the Universe, and the next channel down, there is Michael Bay's Transformers. What would I rather watch to kind of just wash over me? It's, without question, it's Masters of the Universe. <laughs> I've actually seen it a, a million times. When I was as a kid, it was one of my favorite movies. Oh, I never liked it. Even, I, well, even though it was, like, really stupid, it, it was, it was kind of cool. You know what ruined it for me is I, I watched the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon all the time. I had yeah. some of the toys. I had Castle Grayskull. You, you just couldn't compare the two. You just couldn't link them. Well, He-Man um, in the live-action movie, okay, he's, he's fine. Yeah. Um, Skeletor, okay, he's fine. I, I can live with that. But what happened to Orko? They well, made him into eh. a, a fat midget who played the <laughs> piano. Oh, what yeah. was that? Yeah, and then that Courtney Cox. Orko. Courtney Cox was like the the damsel in distress. She was really annoying. It was this strange situation where the the He Man world, the He Man dimension, kind of came into with the real dimension, and it, it, oh. It just didn't really work. Um, but what I was saying was, it, it is so. It has so little to do with the cartoon that you almost can't even like hold that against it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's so completely and utterly out of left field. That you're just like, you know what? This has absolutely nothing to do with the cartoon. It's almost like another entity in itself. So I'll just look at it separately. And, and I always wondered if the Masters of the Universe movie, if did they make that movie with, with even like a thought to the He-Man show? I, that's <laughs> I don't what know. I never really remember. It doesn't seem like it. Because I think it was it was made a couple of years after like He Man was really big. Um, nineteen eighty seven. So yeah, it was a couple Dolph of years. Lundgren. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, He Man was was done by then. They, they were. <laughs> I did see a movie on. Well, one thing is, speaking of Michael Bay, have you seen the new commercial? Ah. Oh. What is it, Verizon? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. Verizon yeah, and he's, like, he's blowing awesome. up his whole house. Uh, he's just... Every time that comes on, I just I feel like throwing <laughs> shoes at the TV or something. I just, uh. Uh, it's funny because the, you know, he has a reputation, believe it or not, that on the set, people actually like him. Oh, you better not ever invite me to the set. <laughs> But I also yeah. saw on TV today, I guess this wasn't really a video game-based movie. It was kind of the other way around. The movie called The Last Starfighter. Oh, no. Have you ever seen that? I have seen it, and I know where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? No. <laughs> I thought one cool thing about it was, as far as, uh, from what I've read... um, 
it seems like it was the first or one of the first feature-length movies to feature a ton of computer animation. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, effects in there that was actually pretty good. I thought it was well done. Yeah, again, the story was this kid is, like, playing this arcade game. He's the best at the arcade game, and then all of a sudden some crazy guy beams him onto his ship, and he's thrust into the middle of this, like, galactic battle. And, and the guy that's in it, the old guy, is the same guy that... Did this make the air where I was talking about the guy in Victor, Victoria, had the worst toupee I've ever seen? No. Oh, we didn't? Oh, no, that got... Uh, it didn't turn out. Didn't that turn that out. was when we were having technical difficulties. Ah, oh, whatever. This guy had the worst toupee ever, and he was in this movie, and it was awful. And it, it always, I always used to get confused between that movie and another movie from that era, which was even worse. That was this kind of like, you know, outer space, like, uh, you know, fantasy kind of craziness was Enemy Mine. Enemy Mime? Mine. M-I-N-E. You've never oh. seen that? I don't think so. Oh, I don't think God. I've ever heard of that. It's Dennis Quaid. <laughs> is a human, he gets stuck on this, like, planet, Crashlands, and his enemy is there, played by Louis Gossett Jr. He's, like, made up to look like this lizard guy, and he can't talk. He just, like, screams, like, <laughs> And that's the whole movie! Well, and the it video... Also huh? Reminds me of another movie of that sort. Was Remember Starman? Mm, no. With Jeff Bridges and um, I've never seen it. You've never seen Starman? Is it good? I never really liked it, but uh -huh. this alien comes to Earth. He assumes the form of this woman's dead husband, and then they go through whatever. And it's again, it's Jeff Bridges, and he 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 does that like Jeff Bridges, like robotic talking, like hello. Oh, yeah, that was the Jeff movie you were telling me about with the yes, guy. Yes, The Vanishing, which but, you... What are you going to want? It's great. <laughs> I'll Hello. <edit>. Hello, <laughs> Jeff. It's me, Barney. <laughs> I'll add it to the Netflix Hello. It's, it's on... You don't need Netflix. It's on, like... Show, well, you probably don't get the channel, but it's on, like, Encore all the time. I don't think I get that on Time Warner. Hello, Jeff. It's me, Barney. You have to drink the coffee, Jeff. If you want to find out what happened to Diane. Jeez. Jeff. The video Hello. game. Hello, Jeff. It's me, Barney. <laughs> you have to open the door to let me in to drink Stop. the coffee to find out what happened to Diane. Stop. <laughs> Otherwise, you will not be able to stop looking. Please. <laughs> the video game in The Last Starfighter that the guy was playing yeah. was called Starfighter. Yeah. And the al it, it was like the movie Galaxy Quest where the aliens see the, yeah, the Star yeah, Trek imitation TV show that Tim yeah. Allen's part of. And the aliens yeah. think to themselves, oh, man, we need to defeat our enemy. Look at this guy on his ship. This guy's awesome. We got to get this guy to help us, yes. right? They don't know that it's fake. So the aliens see this guy in The Last Starfighter playing the arcade game Starfighter, mm. which didn't exist. And they're like, oh, man, 
Look at how great he is at blowing ships up. Let's recruit him so he can blow up our enemy. I know. It's like the same thing. Captain, you know, Captain NES. Captain, what was it? Captain, oh, Captain N, the game master. Captain N, whatever. You know, that cartoon. The same thing happened in the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. And the whole, I just fell into the TV thing. <laughs> yeah. You know. But so then after the movie came out, um, Atari was developing a video game version of it mm. to to go with the movie. I'm sure that would have been very realistic. Yeah. Well, it was never released. However, I guess the the programmers there at Atari ended up releasing versions of the game for the 2600, the 5200, the 800 computer, and was later released for the NES. But each version was called a different name. They 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 got rid of the last Starfighter movie license, and the Atari 2600 version was released as Solaris, which was a horrible George Clooney movie. Later on, oh, <laughs> I th- I think the Atari 800 computer version was released as Star Raiders 2. The NES <laughs> version, oh no, I'm sorry, the NES version. There was an NES game called The Last Starfighter. But it actually had nothing to do with the Atari game that was being developed. It was actually just a port of the old Commodore 64 outer space game called Uridium. <laughs> so I guess one a, a, a developer took Uridium for the Commodore 64, ported it over to the Nintendo Entertainment System, and called it The Last Starfighter in 1990, which was six years after the movie came out. Yeah, And now I know where you're going. Finish this story. <laughs> what? They're, they want to make a television show of it. Oh, they do? Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> no, I just caught it on TV today. <laughs> oh, I thought that's where you were going with that. Wait, hang on. I, I know where they... Uh... Why would there be a TV show? <laughs> hang on. Remember we were, we were talking about the Knight Rider? All right. Yeah, did you watch that? No. I didn't watch it. It was no... the. The people that I know watched it, and... <laughs> but so it's being made into a TV series now, right? Uh, or no? I hope not. I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. NBC is horrible. They don't know what they're doing. But, um... So, on the strength of that, they're talking about a sequel now to The Last Starfighter. Wow. A son sequel? of The Last Starfighter. The son yeah, and, and it's the original director, Nick Castle, yeah. and um, they're trying to get the original actor to be the father, I guess. Which the actor's name was Lance Guest. Yeah. So it's going to be a made-for-TV movie? Uh, Direct-to-DVD. Oh, so a movie. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm not going to watch it. So. No. I have no interest. No. Lance Guest also starred in ha- the movie Halloween 2, and in 1987, Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. Remember I was talking about Michael Caine was in a Jaws movie? Yeah. That was it. It was Jaws the Revenge. Uh, it was me, I'm Michael Caine, I was in Jaws the Revenge, and I got eaten by the shark when my aeroplane crashed into the water. So this was actually said. Jaws 4, really. That's right. Okay. Well, remember, Jaws 3 was Jaws 
3D. Right. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was talking about. <laughs> and that was the one with um, Louis Gossett Jr. and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> they were also what? in that one, yeah. What were they, like the Chris Farley and David <laughs> Spade of the 1980s? I don't know. Well, Louis Gossett Jr. was always in uh, a movie with, with, you know, he was in the movie uh, Firewalker with uh, uh, Chuck Norris and... Iron Eagle. Yeah, the Iron Eagle. It was Chappie Sinclair. But, um, yeah, the Jaws 3 was kind of, didn't really have anything to do with the other Jaws's. And then Jaws 4, which is Jaws of Revenge, kind of went back to the original. There was always like three or four middle school losers who thought it was funny to drive around the course in the opposite direction. 